You're listening to Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and all things modern culture. I'm your host, Minji Chang. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. I hope you're having an amazing day when and wherever you are. Thanks so much for being here on First of All. And as always, I'm very excited to introduce this week's episode because I get to sit down with my hilarious, ridiculous friend, actor Steve Lim, aka Slim, as he's better known around these parts. Uh, Steve and I go back several years. We've known each other through Collaboration DC, which he used to be part of the lead staff there. Uh, He's originally from Baltimore, Maryland. He moonlights and does all sorts of crazy jobs. I won't let your cat out of the bag, Steve. Um, But uh, just a hustler, a deep thinker, a character, and all-around great person, and one of my really great friends. So really excited to have him back on the podcast. This is actually his third time on First of All, which I think he may take take the mantle as the most recurring guest. But uh, if you've listened to past episodes, which I hope you have or you will after this one, he has been such a great guest uh, speaking about toxic masculinity, um, his experiences and our discussion around that, plus uh, his online dating life, which <laughs> apparently was a big hit. Uh, there were some inquiries from listeners that were wondering how Steve's doing. And I wanted to know how Steve's doing. And we went into each other at a, a comedy show recently for our friend Paul P.K. Kim, where I uh, may or may not have seen him on a date. And I wanted, I was like, dude, what's going on? I want to know who, who that? What's the deal? Um, but in any case, you know, because the listeners want to know, the fans want to know, and I wanted to know, I just got to sit down with Steve to hear his updates on what's been going on with his life and uh, had a really, really wonderful conversation on becoming more self-aware as a person. And again, just like what the the dating scene has been like, again, everything about the self-development, you know, I feel like this is one prolonged self-help book, but this is, you know, real life stories, this real life application. So I feel like it's actually really helping people just to learn what the process of learning about ourselves, coming to terms with certain things that we may or may not like, and um, learning how to apply it is all, you know, very universally applicable. Whether you're in LA, whether you're pursuing acting or not, you know, these are all things that I think um, people in general struggle with and have to overcome at some point in their lives. And probably if you're a regular human being like myself, probably more than once um, because it's a constant iteration. So I hope that you really enjoy this episode. Uh, We talk about a lot. We cover a lot of ground. And uh, (laughs) again, if you're familiar with Steve, he can can pack a punch and you kind of like need a second to, to digest what he just said, but we kind of move along. So in any case, you may need to listen to this a few times just to like get everything. I'm just warning you. Um, But in any case, I hope that you enjoy it. I had such a great time. I always love talking with Steve and figuring out what what he's up to and not what he's up to, but how he is up to it. Because I want to know what's going on in that, you know, crazy machine in his mind. And you know, Steve, I'm saying that with 100% love. You know, I have nothing but love for you. Uh, And yeah, so I hope that you enjoyed this episode. 
If you enjoy it, please share it with a friend. And please subscribe, like, review, leave five stars. Thank you so much to everybody who has been leaving me positive reviews. It means so much. It does help this podcast reach more people. And that is the goal, is to share love and light, insight, wisdom, and real talk. So uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. Without further ado, here is this episode on becoming self-aware and dating life updates with Steve Lim. Enjoy. So now you're an actor, huh? I am. And I, and I, and I. Took me how many years the thing is, banging like, your head into a wall. The thing is, it's like I need, I needed things, had, things I needed to do in order for me to own it and accept it. What brought you there, Steve? Wait, is this? Are we recording? Yes, we're recording. Oh, we oh wait, wait, wait. What about your intro? I'll, int- I'll record it we'll later. Go, we'll go it's all okay, good. Okay, all right. Once I get a, a is, sense of you now, are my I'll, levels good? Your levels are. are fine. Is my lighting? How's my lighting? Good. It's it's whatever. Okay. All right. <laughs> um. I think... Here, talk towards here. Like... um, I think the main thing for me was that uh, I knew that I had never really challenged myself or um, I guess took the craft seriously... Mm-hmm. Um, but so for, so essentially what I'm saying is like this, you know, I've been, um, studying Meisner technique mm-hmm. and that's really kind of like whipped my butt and kind of reframed, um, the way I see the craft, the way I see my relation to it. Mm-hmm. And aside from that, the, the, and everything else in life too, as well. Yeah. Um, it's funny how it shifts everything. It, it it's does. not just the job. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm curious about with you. Because you, we've had, at least on this podcast, we've talked about like toxic masculinity. We've talked about dating. And I'll, in my mind, oh, everything's interrelated because it's just like our version of us in, in life, right? Mm-hmm. What are influences? What's the input? What's the output? How do you behave when it's like when it comes to your work or when it comes to like building a relationship, right? I remember the one that we talked about, the toxic masculinity. That was, like, really, really eye-opening. Even though I have, like, two brothers. A lot of things. You should go back and listen to it. I'll probably disagree with everything I said. Yeah. (laughs) This is why I like recording it, because then you can, like, hear the version of yourself. Steve, I have, like, 75-plus episodes of this. I I have to hear old things that I said, and I'm just like, why? Yeah. But that's part of the discomfort of... Breaking out of your former yeah, self, right? Yeah, I'm growing. I'm growing. Yeah, good. so good job. Thank you. I'm saying this as a good thing. <laughs> if you can look back and be like, yo, I'm actually really different. I have a different perspective. I kind of have different habits or whatever, different way of being. I think that's a cool thing. Hopefully yeah. for, for the better. I mean, every year on my birthday, I feel like, oh, such an idiot last year. Like, I, It's very I, triggering because I just had my birthday and I felt the same way. Do you way. feel the same way? Yeah. yeah. Like you look always. back and like the year and like, oh, why did I do this? Why did I do that? But do you ever appreciate like, oh, I think I'm in a better place now? Or do you only look at it like, oh, so stupid? No, that that um, being able to say, oh, that was so stupid is kind of like the flip side of the same coin of me being like, oh, I'm so much wiser now. <laughs> Until next year. Oh, Until next year. <laughs> like and then patting like, yourself oh, on the back. I thought I was wise. What an idiot. I just keep getting wiser. It just wiser keeps happening every year. And stroking your uh, invisible beard. Yeah. <laughs> 
so dignified. Where's your like hat? I'm imagining you as your character. You did a play recently where you play like some King Sejong. Yeah, King Sejong Daewang, a Korean king with his like the hat and everything. Yeah, the long, yeah, the big hat. Does that make you feel regal and like just wise and you know? Um, no, because the hat was really tight and like it was like cutting off blood circulation, <laughs> and I just I, I didn't like that. Um, that was not the fun part of the craft. Um, plus, I felt like I mean. This is me being nitpicky, but the, the king is supposed to have a belt. It's like a square belt. Uh-huh. Very not uh, practical. Uh-huh. But for whatever reason, the Koreans decided long ago that the, Kore- the, the K- Korean king should have a square belt. Okay. I didn't have that. So I didn't feel, I felt like I was like. <laughs> You're incomplete. I was like, where's my belt? You know, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't. This character, he's, he's yeah. not real until the belt is there. Well, it's the devil's in the details. Yeah, but going back to your craft, well, congratulations! That's really cool that you got to play King Sejong. Thank you. Um, was, yeah. And I feel like there's I've been seeing you a be on social media a little bit more and like sharing those wins of yours because I feel like you've always kind of I know you, you and I are friends, so I get to like sit down and get updates from you, like what's going on, right? Uh-huh. But you've always been like shrouded in mystery a little bit. <laughs> Because you're so private about certain things, and that's I fine. Am. And then you have a friend like me. I'm like, guess what Steve's doing? Sorry, not sorry. Um, I'm like your manager spokesperson. But, like, you've kind of had that. Like, I, I'm just going to observe as your friend. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was always kind of, like, yeah. uh, not uncertainty, but you're kind of, like, ambiguous. You're just like, uh, I'm doing stuff, but it's not. You know, it's not you, you and know. now it's more like, yo, I'm doing this. I'm in this play. Yay. You know what that comes from? It comes from um, the insecurity of of feeling like um, I don't want to toot my horn too early before I've done anything yeah. to report on. Yeah. You know, um, kind of like the the, the Asian, ex- uh, what is it? The, the pressure for Asian excellence. It's like, I don't want to, you know, pretend like I've achieved something until I can sit. I can say that I have achieved something, you know, um, which is, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it can be good and bad. Um, do you notice a change now that you've like owned that, 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 which you were like kind of denying for a while, you're like kind of holding it over there. Now you're like, no, this is what I am. I'm I'm an actor for me. Here's what it, okay. So, you know, um, so conveniently for me, it all kind of came, this recent thing of owning um, acting as as my career path and craft, uh, like with the training, um, I started seeing results from that as well. That's always good. And yeah, it's nice. And then and with the results, yeah, you start to get some money. So I get paid a little bit. Yeah. I'm was not, that a big deal for you to be like a paid actor to feel like, oh, I'm an actor because, professionally because you're, someone's giving you? Well, because that can be so important. I feel like that. Just because you get paid, so it's like the, the 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 standard never ends. I feel like, like for example, you could get paid once and be like, and then what? Just because you got paid once, are you now officially an actor? Um, you could. Some yeah, some people might have that standard, but then for me, it, it wasn't enough. Like, right now, I can't just quit my side job either. Yeah. You know, I bartend. Yeah. And that's how I juggle going to auditions and still pay the rent and not stress out about paying the rent. Yeah. You know? 
So for me, that's what works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it had to be the synergy of like really earnestly training and testing my limits and then finding out these things about myself, um, growing in that sense artistically, but then also professionally um, seeing results professionally. Mm-hmm. And then um, it, it was a kind of like a, the, 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 the combination of all these elements coming together in order for me to have the confidence and kind of um, frame of mind to accept it. And then, um, and actually this past summer I visited home uh-huh. and, um, to Maryland. Yeah. To Maryland. Uh, saw my mom and dad and, uh, I had, I sat them down and, um, I asked them like, do you know what I'm doing? And <laughs> of course they don't know. My mom was like, Oh, I don't know. I guess you're doing stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, at this point she tries to not like, I almost feel like she kind of has like a level of plausible deniability and like, okay, I'm, I'm not dead on the street yet. You just do you. He, he seems to be okay. He's not asking for money. He's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I just hope and I hope and pray for you. You know, you do well and, you know, find a nice girl, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she, she tries not to like, you know, like when I was a teenager, you know, they try to mold you into something, whatever they want you to be, whether it be like a doctor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for a long time, I would tell her this vague story about, oh, yeah, I'm like event producing and <laughs> doing stuff, like, you know, related to collaboration. And then, you know, yeah, this and that, you know. So both of you, it feels like both of you stopped like going into that. And I also wasn't area. sure. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know. Like, why exactly. talk about it? So it was like, I didn't, again, I didn't want to jump the gun. Not that I've. It's getting complicated, but <laughs> keep it simple. To, keep it to, to keep to keep it simple, um, I, I was able to kind of just like be upfront with her finally, and be like, "Hey, um, I'm pursuing acting." You know, good. And is that the first time you were like saying that to your mom? Yeah. Wow. I mean, because I don't know to what what degree you're like letting them in on that. Because you made the move, like you left mm-hmm. to come to LA, yeah. And oftentimes, in a in a crazy world, we often tell people the reasons why. But in a lot of Korean families, we don't tell. I anything. was keeping a secret. Yeah, keep a secret. But I didn't at the time. To be fair, I didn't really know myself. Right, I was right, just right. going off of a certain kind of gut feeling, like I just needed to leave my past life and come here mm-hmm. and to pursue something else. I wasn't sure what that was, Which and then is and then so I had people like you being like. Yeah, whisper, whisper. <laughs> no, more you like know. yelling, yelling. Yeah, 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 yeah. And hitting <laughs> to me, your I arm. had earplugs on, so it felt like a whisper. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve, you underestimate the power of my voice. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe can, it was can, you, Minji. I can pierce it. You changed not the course of my. <laughs> I'm not taking responsibility for that. A, I'm not taking. But oh, I, yeah. I do hope. Well, my thing was as a friend mm-hmm. with like all the love. It's like I'm your annoying sister, you know. But like I'm like Steve. I know you have what it takes. Like, to me, it was very obvious. I see that in a lot of my friends. But, like, what we've also learned from being around different artists, or not even just artists, but different people, you can have what it takes. You can be full of potential to no end. I think everybody is. They have potential to do so many things, right? They take this course or they just, you know, 
do this certification, doors will open, right? And that's the, but the self-actualizing part, you can again lead a horse to water, you can't make them drink, right? It's the executing that I think sets apart people. But like for me, I saw you, I saw how dedicated you were to like to artists and like how driven you were. And also I saw some of your weird short films and I was oh like, boss, you can act. You can just tell there's like an X factor. I was like, no, he's comfortable on camera. And I think if he like pursued this, he could like continue to build that. I think it'd be great. And you had expressed to me that you wanted to do that. So all those things considered, I was like, I'm not letting this mofo off the hook because I can also see, because I see this a lot. Again, we talked about this in, in the toxic masculinity one, but I've kind of noticed a trend for a lot of different reasons, it's not a criticism, it's just an observation. A lot of Korean American guys oh, of your generation have kind of a self-sabotaging tendency. Oh, yeah. Of like a, a little bit of like failure, failure to launch a teensy bit. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't want, like, I, I'm on your case. I'm on my brother's case. I'm on a, like a lot of men and not in a, in a, well, probably I'm annoying them, but I just, I, that's collateral damage. I just deal with it. But I mean it with love. I was like, I don't want you to get in your own way of the self-limitation. Like, just mm-hmm. go. And I get what all the layers are around it. That's always going to be there. But at the end of the day, I want you to go. Just go do it. So, I, again, not taking responsibility or all the credit, but I also want to say I'm glad that I nagged you. <laughs> I'm very glad that I did. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to take away some of your credit mm-hmm. and spread it out. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Like, you, I'm sure. If I think a, back, it was actually I'm a teeny like you, tiny boy. Like it, it's just it took a community. Yeah. It took like so many different little things. Yeah. That I'm not eating all the credit. I can remember that kind of like one little nudge here, another nudge exactly. there. And then all these nudges eventually becomes like a shove and a push mm-hmm. and then like you're walking now all of a sudden now you're jogging now you're like running mm-hmm. you know and yeah. so and there's resistance yeah. in that and that comes from a lot of different factors again being korean american or being a guy or being of a certain generation that might be signature to you but everyone kind of has their resistance like why mm-hmm. i've personally realized a lot of my self-limitations were a lot about fear of success mm-hmm. like i've had a genuine terror of like what my life will be if i go outside of these certain boundaries that I'm familiar with. Like, I'm in a way, it becomes self-sabotaging, but like, I'm used to credit card debt. I've been dealing with it for years, right? If I were to wipe all that debt out and have like a huge excess of cash, that actually kind of scares me. I'm like, would I know what to do with that? Would I invest it well? Would I lose all that? Would I get... And you just kind of like operate... It's What's your MO? Oh my God. You get into this cycle. So anyway, I'm just sharing like whatever... the same way about like dating... Which is oh why I wanted God. to segue into that because sometimes I wonder <laughs> have I just gotten so used to shitty relationships that like a, a healthy one starts to feel strange? It's <laughs> foreign, you know? Yeah, it's one hundred percent. I think so. Like, oh my God! Like they're being nice and responsive and like mature. <laughs> yeah, and they're engaged. They're trying to actively being like engage with me instead of like sit there with our arms crossed and me having to try to like entertain them the whole time. You are used to that. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. It makes me feel a little uncomfortable. That like, they're like being an equal participant. Yeah. It's like, whoa, she's what? offering to pay. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that all our listeners eardrums are ruptured. I'm not used to that, you know, like, oh, man. Let's it, unpack it's that. It's kind of sad, and, you know, it's sad to realize that. It can like, be sad. No, I'm, I 1,000% yeah. agree with you. But also, again, 
on the silver lining side, that's good that you're like entering that uncomfortable, mm-hmm. mature space. You know what? Are you though? Like that's what I want to know. <sighs> the just like the, the training also has helped me become a lot more aware of the things that I feel. Acting training? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And become more self-aware um, on so many levels that I can't even begin to describe. And Can um, you describe a couple? <laughs> I, I guess we are on a podcast. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, um, I realize, uh, there's a lot of programmed and conditioned um, ways of thinking that... Um, we just grew up in because that's what it means to be in a society. You you learn the cultures and values of um, wherever you happen to be. Yeah, you know? all the social cues of like this is acceptable proper behavior. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, you know, typical ones, especially for like men, Asian men. Like, oh, boys don't cry. you don't cry. Mm-hmm. You know, guys don't cry. Well, don't don't be a pussy. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you crying? For? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, that doesn't help for if you're trying to be an actor. You need to be able to express stuff, you know? I think it doesn't help when you're trying to be a human. <laughs> yeah. like I understand yeah. there's a survival thing to that. I mean, when we get really big on it and, like, go back to, like, the beginning of evolution of mankind, yeah, you there's weaknesses, quote-unquote, to maintain the alpha, whatever, the strength, the authority to be the head honcho, head, whatever, you know, the hunter. But... Mm. Now this is a different time, but it still applies, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know. So you're not allowed to cry. But, I mean, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is all these, a lot of these things became, become embedded in you, and they can manifest in physical ways, too, unbeknownst to you. You How could so? be completely unconscious of things that you do or how you behave because you have developed this kind of like um unconscious uh protection mechanism for to to survive Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um that's just what it is it's like everything that you you are now is a byproduct of your environment good and bad some things um bad requiring you to find whatever way uh to protect yourself right you know right what what is a physical manifestation that what's an example that you're like talking about? Is it just like how you carry yourself, the way that you communicate? Um, <clears throat> one example uh, that came up actually is that um, like my voice sometimes changes its tenor or quality, mm-hmm. um, and. So, so, so uh, to describe it, I think it, my voice kind of tends to go up and, and a, into a higher pitch. Um, in what setting? In settings where I'm trying to. Mm, maybe like crack jokes or please people or, you know. I was going to say, like when you're appeasing people, like trying to be like. I mean, there's that. There's that. Um, but then what I didn't realize was that that can carry over into 
like how you communicate in general. Okay. Even if you're not trying to please people or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there were moments where it's like, um, I got called out for like, you sound really fake. Oh. Yeah. And okay. that, and I, that shocked me because I was like, my mind, I'm keeping it real. <laughs> what are you talking I'm 100%. About? What? Hunting. <laughs> what? So that kind of bothered me, actually. I was like, what? what? I'm doing these things that I'm not even aware of that I've, I guess, over time learned and um, embodied. And then, it be- and then I don't even think about it. And then, then now they're habits, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and if I look back, uh, I remember there's a, a friend of mine. His name is Charles. And he was like the cool kid, like in like amongst all of us, like like really funny, witty, popular with girls, got dance moves, you know, all that. Dress well, good. Yeah, style, yeah, everything, everything. And but his voice had like a higher kind of like tone or pitch to it. Okay. And then I naturally have a deeper voice, mm-hmm. um, which I which I didn't like. Uh-huh. So I wanted to change it. I wanted to emulate Charles and be more like Charles. How old were you when this was? Uh, like middle school, high school, you Got know? It. Okay. So like I found my, you know, uncon. I don't know. I don't, th- I don't think I was like, completely conscious of it, but I knew I wanted to be like Charles. Got it. You know? And so you just kind of try to emulate who the things, the people you look up to. For right? sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so the voice thing was one of, one of them. Um, That's a very interesting phys- physical manifestation. Well, people have called me out. Well, people have different versions of how that gets called out. For example, like my white voice. Like mm-hmm. people talk, that was the joke behind Sorry to Bother You. Uh-huh. Did you watch that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so good. Yeah. I feel like there is, it's a code switching thing. Mm-hmm. You turn into a different version of yourself to adjust to whatever environment and setting you're in. And when I'm talking to certain people, if I'm being like the executive director, I'll have a certain way of carrying myself and speaking. Yeah. When I'm speaking to my staff, I'm like, hey, I'm one of you, like, mm-hmm. you know? And then when I'm talking with like a girlfriend, it's very like, more feminine like I felt more like myself yeah. I'm talking to like a significant other it's like that lovey-dovey annoying like embarrassing but, but, don't ever want yeah. people to hear me but that's talk necessary that. sometimes yeah yeah so there's utility in it yeah. right but then it's 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 weird when like it becomes a disconnect and you're only playing versions of yourself and you're like mm-hmm. where the where the hell am I in mm-hmm. that for real right and then other people can then interpret that and that's the thing I think whether you're an actor or not people can interpret fakeness or like you know what I mean, or like disingenuous behavior, without being trained at anything, you kind of just feel it. Right. You're like, I don't feel like you're real with you me. You have instinct. You have instinct. Yeah. When you feel like something's off. Or- yeah. You're like, why do you talk like that? Like, yeah. I feel like you're just like playing a part and trying to be like the person that. Yeah. You know, you want me to like you, and there's something really like unlikable about that. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you, I personally, when I hear that. That's some of the things that like really pet peeve rub me the wrong way. When I hear the fake girl voice, mm-hmm. I did a podcast episode with my friend Tracy, Tracy Lee from who used to run NBC Asian America. Mm-hmm. We we're talking about like networking. We're talking about like just building all these different, uh, like a massive amount of like superficial relationships really quickly when you're just talking to people. But I, I genuinely would get really, really, really irritated when I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, yeah. Like, and, this is sounds so sexist, but I hear that from a lot of women. Mm-hmm. I've I've been around a lot of men who do that too, but a lot of women will be like, 
so over the top, like saccharine, like, oh my God, like, yeah, no, totally. I mean, and that's like, the joke about people in LA, right? Yeah. Everyone's trying to be like Your best a people pleaser and, and competition's things. uncomfortable. And so let's, yeah, let's get brunch sometime <laughs> soon. I'm not going to pick a date or time <laughs> because I don't really don't want to commit, but to say, to just leave feels rude and I feel like I don't want to be in that uncomfortable space. Right. So it depends on where you are, but I feel like there's various sensitivities to it. I'm pretty sensitive to it. I don't like when people are fake. But also you're saying that you can do you can be doing that without having any agenda of any kind I'm trying to like of everything. We are all guilty. You're not you're not you're not special, Steve. Okay. Well, I mean, I can't speak for you. I don't want to I can't speak for you. No, but, I've totally been yeah. that. Like 100% and yeah. I like again, even even on this podcast, I've heard versions of myself being like uh, I don't really like how that sounds because I feel like I'm being like a butt kisser. Mm-hmm. I'm just like crawling up in there, like like me. Mm-hmm. I can hear that, mm-hmm. and I've been and that to me, this podcast has actually been helping me become self aware of that mm-hmm. and be like it's now in my consciousness of like, okay, you're talking to somebody, but you are not going to sound like a little fakey fake because yeah. that, that's not the person I want to be. It's not even just like I don't want to sound like that. It's like I don't want to be that person. Yeah, but sometimes you just don't know. So when somebody brought that into your awareness and they called you out on it, did you have like a conversation about it? You just like took took the comment and you're like, what? And then just walk away. It was exactly that. (laughs) (laughs) And I walked away. No, no, no. No, But then you went and thought about it for the next like 72 hours, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, I was genuinely confused and like caught off guard because I was completely oblivious Mm. to these things that I'd be doing, you know? Um Another classic example is, for example, like posture, right? Uh, people tend to cross their arms or shoulders are hunched in and kind of in a protective form. When people are uncomfortable, the telltale sign, the classic telltale sign is they start crossing their arms. Mm-hmm. If they're feeling uncomfortable or they're like feeling combative or something like that. Yeah. Like, you know, um, and so you can... You know, you notice these things uh, if you just observe people and how they talk and how they relate to other it's people. It's all body language reading. There's a lot of body language. Sidebar, well, yeah. I cross my arms, but I'm just letting people know sometimes I do that and I'm conscious of it. It's because my I know my arms look fat. So I'm trying to... You're trying to hide your <laughs> Trying to give fat? myself... Um, trying to you flex? Know, not flex. I'm trying to like bring them in. You know what I'm saying? Like... Anyway, there's different reasons is what I'm sure, saying. Sure. I wasn't feeling like self-protect. Well, I was self-protecting myself from feeling self-conscious. Uh-huh. But it's not like, oh, I don't trust you or I don't believe what you're saying. It's more like, I think I look kind of funny today, so I'm going to like just do this. Anyway, like, there's so many reasons why people do what they do. Like when I'm, at, when I'm behind the bar and I, I get to watch couples come in, they have a date, <laughs> you can immediately tell how the date is going. Yeah. I can't hear the conversation. But just based on their body language and position, it's like, oh, this is not going well. She's not into it. Or oh, he's man, not this guy's trying so hard. Yeah. He's like dancing the dance and this girl's not having it. Oh, man. <laughs> like, how, how much longer are they going to just put up with this bullshit and, and just like be nice to each other instead of being honest? <laughs> you, know? you could have like a dash cam and like just capture so many things. Of course, that's a huge violation of privacy. We're not actually going to do that. But I'd be curious to people watch. It's, it's, you know, I hear it when I'm like in places and I hear first dates, I'm like, Oh, 
Yeah. This is, I hear the voice. Oh, God. I hear the, the nice voice. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. That's so interesting. Oh, God. That's not. Oh, God. You know what? I was on a date once and. Yeah, let's hear about yours. I wasn't feeling it. And I felt like I was doing the dance. I'm like, oh, like, well, she came out. So as a guy, I feel like I got to, like, entertain her and, like, you know, and and I was, like, I was, like, kind of, like, sweating. I was, like, oh, like, I'm getting tired. Like, what? And then you know what? She comes back from the bathroom and then. Does she have, like, an emergency? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think what she did was she went to the bathroom, looked herself in the mirror and be, like, I'm not feeling it. Gave herself a pep talk and then came back and told me, hey, you know, it's been great, but um, I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> wow. Are you serious? So I was so, oh, I was like, ah, ah, like, whoa, so direct and blunt. And I felt like shocked and caught off guard. And That's really. But you know what, though? I immediately knew in like a few minutes once I recovered from the shock, I would appreciate that honesty, mm-hmm. you know? Like, even though it didn't feel pleasant in oh, the moment. Of course. It was like, but thank you. For the truth or like letting thank you know. Thank you. Like, what, what What was I doing? Why am I trying to like continue this terrible date? Like, because you weren't even. Because I, I didn't want to like, you know, I didn't have the guts to be like her and be like, hey, I'm not feeling it. Like, I felt like I had to like protect her or whatever, like, and manage her feelings and, mm-hmm. and take care of her, which mm-hmm. is, which mm-hmm. is ultimately it's, you know, motivated by like what we tell ourselves is a good thing, but ultimately we're kind of doing disservice to everyone when we're being dishonest about it. Tell me about it. Seriously. Wait, how long into the date did that go? Like how long had the dance been happening until she made that call? Oh, we were a couple drinks in. Okay. Yeah. So it'd been a while. Uh, I mean, what's a while? It was like, uh, maybe like, like a hour and a half. That's a good amount of time. Yeah. 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 It'd be different if you've been sitting for like half an hour and she came out. She's like, you know what? (laughs) But hour and a half, I feel like, personally, this is just very surface up. Like, I feel like that's a good amount of time to be like conversing with somebody to have somewhat of an idea. Like, hey, I'm this person's interesting. I'm enjoying this time. Mm -hmm. And after 90 minutes, you're kind of like, I don't really want to commit the rest. And I, think I think she was being generous. That's even the, in her the way, state yeah. of dating right now. Again, I'm in a relationship, but I still hear about it, and I remember like the years of that dance prior to that. I feel like that's the state of dating, which, in a way, again, depends on how you look at, it, is really positive because there's this like blunt directness of like I'm not going to waste your time or my time because why? Mm-hmm. But then on the other side, it's like it's so demoralizing and so like. Trans, not transactional, but it just go, comes and goes yeah. so fast. So how is that going for you? So uh, that, how oh. long ago did that date happen? Um, I think that was uh, earlier this in the year. Okay. Actually, maybe like end of like last year. Have you ever said that to a girl where you're like, I'm just not feeling it? Um, or was that girl that girl saying it to you and like sucker punching you? Did that kind of open a gate? I've never, I've never um, done that on the first. Date. Okay. What I'll probably do. Or what even I, like what after I do is, the first date. You know what? This is where I'm a shitbag. Guilty, <laughs> guilty of everything. Like even though I tell myself like I need to be honest, I I'm still a coward. Easier said than done. And so like there was this one girl, like she showed up, 
and sweatpants and like a hoodie. Okay. And and you know it's it's fine because I encouraged. I was like she was like I'm coming back from like uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu class. Is that okay? I'm oh, like that's, oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't you forget. Just just come as you are. We'll grab some some food. Mm-hmm. You know. But I could tell like she was really nervous. And she's just kind of like rattling off all the things that she knows about. I'm just kind of like, oh my god, like this is not good. Mm-hmm. And like, and then she was just trying too hard to impress me. Uh huh. And then as a, and this time I'm on the other side seeing her dance, uh-huh. like dance, you know, like. There's so many variations. Yeah, of this. and and then you know, I I couldn't have I didn't have the heart to be like. You know what? I'm not feeling it. Yeah. So what I did was, you know, I just listened and, and try to try to continue to find common ground that I could relate to. But it was just she was just too much for me. And um, so, like, you know, I stuck it out. Huh. You know, I even paid for the meal. Okay. Because I knew this would be the last time I ever do that. <laughs> How did that end then? Okay, if that date. So oh, you, okay. You so she, so we went, we left the, the restaurant. You know, we're just talking, and you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then, um, and then I knew she felt self-conscious about her appearance. Okay. So she's like, oh, I, I'm so sorry. I came out like this. I promise next time I'll be cuter. Aww. And I was like, no, don't worry about it. It's not about your appearance. Here's your personality. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it was like, I'm sorry. We're just not a good match. You said that to her? No, I didn't. In my okay. mind. So I had okay. to chicken. I, uh, I was, so like, I was like, you said that? I was like, shocked. Okay. No, what I did, what I actually did in real life was, oh, no, don't worry about it. Okay. Cool. Bye. You know, have a night. Have a good one. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you around. <laughs> I'll see you around. <laughs> I'll see you around. Oh, that's yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about, you know. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Well, people always talk about that lingo with a, a secret code of like, hey, let's do this again sometime means like, apparently to some people, it's like, I'm never talking to you again, ever. I didn't even want to be as like vaguely promising as that. Right, like, exactly. Oh, yeah. To me, but like when people said that, I got hit up. So I was like, that doesn't translate for me. But apparently to everybody else understood this lingo of like, yeah. that means we're not ever going to hang out again. I don't know. Again, it's been a couple of years or like a year and a half since I've been dating. So I don't know what's in now. It's... It's or people just, just ghost too. Like, did you ghost anybody, or did you always? Did she text you after that? I want to really like. She did. Okay, and did you respond? Did I respond? I think I did. Okay. So at no point did you ever like directly say, "Hey, did you ghost her?" Ultimately, no, no, no I, I never ghost. Like, if somebody's respond, like messages me, I'll always give them the respect of responding back. Okay, that's good. Um, see, I'm I'm butt face and I'll ghost people. I have. Uh huh. I've done my best. If we have had a conversation or a date, then yeah. I will respond. But if it's like just chatting, but there's a time and a place for ghosting too. I realize. Yeah, there was it was like a mutual ghost. Like yeah, I yeah, just yeah, didn't yeah. feel like I was, you know, inflicting pain on somebody. I was like, it doesn't seem like they really care. And I'm <laughs> at one point in time, I was like very like adamant about no, you should always be up front. <laughs> Tell him. See, the most outspoken people. Are like, <laughs> the worst perpetrator um, mm. but like for example i realize because somebody you know talking to people like you or you know help recalibrate uh my compass and so th- like for example let's say you only have had like one or two dates mm-hmm. um and you guys part ways amicably and you know no one's really messaging each other that's an appropriate time to ghost 
You don't have to. You don't have to go out of your way to be like, hey, um, see, you know what? I'm not feeling out of the blue. Like, there's no need for that. Well, yeah, but that's like a mutual drifting. Yeah. Ghosting is like someone's hitting you up and you straight up don't answer. I feel like that's more of like oh, definitive. Is that of what ghost. ghosting is? No, I'm, I'm just saying. That I think <laughs> right, there's, I think right, there's right, a difference. Right, 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 right. You could you I think you could say like, oh, we ghosted each other and that, be, but it's like more like you just kind of let it lie. So that is a mutual ghosting. I feel like when someone's like brutally ghosted, it's like they're reaching out and they just like you get zero back. Oh, they have vanished. Mm. They have left this this world <laughs> into another. So I just I feel like there's different situations and there are times where it's like not a big deal. Mm. Okay, back to the the sweatpants girl. Mm-hmm. Did you told her what was your final ending of Wait, let's, that? Let's look it up. Hold on, let me okay. find it. <laughs> let me find it. I took while you're looking that up. There were dates like of a few guys where I did like probably more. I don't know. I can't keep. This sounds terrible. Anyway, there. Oh shoot! Okay, here it is. Okay, go. Okay. Um, We're getting a play-by-play. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) Oh, you know what? This is actually February of this year. Okay. It's funny how our memories are so terrible. Yeah. Um, So she goes, thank you again for brunch. Sorry I I was dressed like a bum. I promise I'll look cute next time. And then sweat face emoji, sweat face emoji. I said, don't mention it. It's all good. Uh, I'm glad you could squeeze in brunch. I know you're... I know our schedules can be tricky at times. Let me know when you're back from travel. She was traveling. So oh, you were shit. like, you were. Oh, and let's do something more fun than overrated Sam restaurants. <laughs> oh, I'm in town. And she goes, oh, I'm in town all next week. It's the week after March 4th. I, I think I leave. And then I responded, okay, let me figure out my schedule this upcoming week. But in your head, you had absolutely no intention of seeing her again. You ass. Oh, yeah, I am an asshole. <laughs> Fuck. No, you're trying to be nice. This is the stuff that we talked about with Scott about the nice guy thing. Uh-huh. But anyway, okay, so then that was and the last I just, time I you. Never pers- <laughs> I just never followed up on it. So you spoke less and then she never responded to that? No, she didn't. Okay. Oh, so you know what? It works out. <laughs> oh, great. It worked out. She didn't follow up. Yeah, she didn't follow up. And neither did you. Well, neither did I. I did promise. But you, you disingenuously proposed. Hanging out again. Yeah, I'm such a shitbag. God, you're the worst. Get off my show. Oh my god, I'm such a hypocrite. <laughs> We're it's, all hypocrites. It's hard. It, it is hard. It's hard. But the one thing that I learned because this actually is like from back from like elementary school days of like for girls on the flip side, I've defended like being the one. Guys would always make me like, oh, it's so easy to be a girl, and girls get to get asked out, girls get pursued, and like you get to pick, and like guys have to do all the work. And I was just like, at some point, I think around college time, I got really annoyed at hearing that repeatedly mm-hmm. because this is not there's there's a not I don't know equally. I can't quantify like compare, but it's a sucky position it to is. tell someone I don't like yeah. you. It sucks. Yeah. And like, you don't want to hurt anybody. Right. And then I grew up with like guys villainizing me if I didn't like them back. Mm-hmm. Like I got, you know, different, like, what do you call it? Just like guys coming up to me, like doing really, really sweet gestures. They're so kind. And I was a dick about some of them. Again, I was like, 
I I was a hurt girl <laughs> when I was younger. But some I even as a kid, like I had boys that liked me, wrote me letters and stuff, like, do you like me back? Circle yes or no. Like I got that and I, I just felt so bad. And I felt so flattered and honored that they would like think I'm pretty when I thought I was such a troll or whatever it was. And you want to like honor that, but you also not like if I'm not into you, there's it feels wrong, you know. You know that even as a kid, you're like, but I don't like you. And so I've, I defended that being the one to turn somebody down sucks a lot too. I'm not saying it's worse or better than like being the one to have to initiate conversation and pursue. That's it, really, I learned that from Bumble. It is really hard to like. It's funny how we are start attach our sense of self worth with um, like somebody else that we're not even interested in. It's you don't like, even know that well. It's like, like, you're just like, I think you're cute. I just caught myself saying, oh, I'm a shitbag. But why am I all of a sudden downplaying myself just because I'm... Well, actually, no, I remember why I said this. I'm a shit, but never, never mind. Hold on. <laughs> but my point is, it's like we do feel like a little bit of like a, a less of a nice person or a terrible person if we have to reject people, mm-hmm. right? But I do think there's a way to reject somebody in a way, again, it's going to suck probably no matter what. If someone's into you and you're not feeling that's God's honest truth and you have to shut them down, that's going to suck no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a way to do it with kindness yeah, and, like, honesty and timing-wise, like you're saying, earlier rather than later versus, like, I know we've gone on, like, 10 dates. I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, then you just feel the person feels foolish for X, Y, Z reason. So to me, what all the online dating taught me was, like, I think I talked about this with just you on a previous like online dating episode. We have the same just, episode, basically. Pretty much, but it's like it's worth <laughs> it's worth reiterating because I feel like we're going through the, these different emotions, and even honestly, in a relationship, this applies even now that I'm dating Kenji. Because mm-hmm. like, just because you're with somebody, you're still learning. He's, uh, he's listening. Oh, he's now? totally hearing. He now he knows this. <laughs> we talk. We're very like honest with each other. That's good. And it hurts, but it's like I'd rather know than not know. Sometimes you're like, did I really want to know that? Mm-hmm. But we have to like be clear because you're playing a farce. You're basically being fake and like carrying on something that's not honest. That sucks to find like, oh, you know what? I've hated how you've looked this entire year. We've, You know what I mean? Like even when you're wow, in a you relationship, I did not say that. Oh. I think Kenji's very cute. But like, okay. But for the rejection thing, I, I told them the honest truth and I said it as nicely as possible, not as kindly as possible. I said, hey, I had a really great time with you. I've had fun on pretty much... Almost all my dates has been, to whatever degree, enjoyable. Like, oh, this person's really interesting. I'm not attracted to them. I don't want to kiss them. I don't want to. There's some people I, I want to be friends with. Yeah, and I've said that. So this here's oh, really? why I'm saying this. Oh. So like, if this helps, I wouldn't do that. I said, I said, hey, I had a really great time with you. I want to just be upfront with you. I don't. I'm not romantically interested in you. But I thought I had a really good time, and I would love to be friends with you if that's yeah. something you're cool with. And I put it on them. I was like, yeah. this is where I'm at. If you want, cool. And I was like, and if not, then I totally understand. But either way, thanks for like a great time. And I and I say that I can I can say that because I meant it. I was like, I did enjoy the conversation. You're a really like smart person, but I just don't want to make out with you. Mm. <laughs> you know? And hey. I'm like, maybe in the future we could actually be friends. Okay, I see. So I don't know if that helps or anybody listening, but pretend to be um, a girl that we're on a date and then like we're at the end and you're gonna friend zone me, or I'm the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm me and you. You play the girl. To you, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna friend zone you. Yeah, or whatever. How how would you put me down? Steve, thanks so much for like for dinner. 
That was so fun getting to know, uh, like talking with you. Um, you don't want to get dessert? No, actually, I, I've been actually after our date, I feel like I don't feel like we're a good romantic match. I think you're a really great person. I want to be friends with you, but I'm personally not romantically interested. Like, I, I don't feel like, you know, I'm just not there. But I would love to be friends with you. I think you're really, really great. Like, I seriously, we can become, make it official on Facebook, whatever. But oh, okay, and you're gonna jump off a bridge now. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> Had fun too. <laughs> Bye. Rejection sucks, and rejecting sucks. Dating sucks. But on some level, like as the person listening to that message, yeah, I know you're trying your best to like. Oh, it's soften terrible. The blow. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm so saying like, there's a softer way. I'm not saying it's going to still be enjoyable. You know, like, if I was just thinking about myself, then it's, like, easy to feel, like, like hurt or whatever. And, and just kind of, like, butthurt about it. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, if you are thinking about the other person, then you can understand that they're in an uncomfortable position, too. And, and you know, there's no perfect way to do it no you know you just no. kind of like it's all awkward and weird it, for you know? sure but i feel like there's so much when you do the ghosting like straight up ghost like the mean ghosting there's so much room for speculation and for people to make up stories and like a lot of people because we're all insecure human beings we're all going to be like oh it's because like i was in sweats and i didn't look cute enough or i don't know like I, I, I've gone, mainly gone down that rabbit hole when that happened to me and I've been rejected and I've had like. Wait, how many like, times does somebody like, cause I feel like, I mean, for me, my limit is, is like, I'll message once, no response and I'll wait again and then I'll like try again some other time. Uh-huh. And that's it. If there, if there's no response, then, then, then done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But how far has somebody tried to reach out to you? Um, like 10 times? No, 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 no. Not in like a row. They'll reach out and I'll, I'll, I'll not respond. And if they reach out, it's been a while. I, I honestly don't remember a lot of everything that I went mm-hmm. through. I just remember bits and pieces. But they be like, they pop up again randomly like later. Uh-huh. Like, hey, you still around? I'm like, bro, I didn't answer you last time. Like, uh-huh. But the, the, I've, I've had a lot of different guys be very like, not aggressive, but they like, they shoot their shot. Yeah. They just go for it. And that's the thing. I felt that on the receiving side is that I didn't feel a lot of sincerity from them. I was like, you're bored or you're lonely or you're horny or mm. like something. I don't didn't feel this is just my antenna, right? Mm. Like I didn't feel like they really want to get to know me mm-hmm. or like I was like at the top of a priority list. They're just casting like, a net. You're out. casting a net. And that's how the girl a lot of girls feel on the mm. girl side. It's like there's no care involved. There's no like genuine conversation happening and that's a lot of dating back and forth i think on both sides where like guys feel like oh she's trying some chicks just trying to get a free meal i'm sure that they could feel that too yeah it's really easy to just like fall into this pit of just like being pessimistic and bitter right about dating that's why that's why i watch terrace house i feel like (laughs) it brings me back to like a kind of more like innocent youthful way of dating that, Is that like, why everyone's exciting. obsessed with Terrace House? Because I still haven't watched maybe. it. Because it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I remember dating could be like that. We go to the Ferris wheel together, hold hands. It's like fun. Do you feel like this process, though, has been – well, you're more self – okay, I feel like this is all like you self-actualizing and becoming more self-aware of who you are, your feelings, and like your behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's translating – you, you imply that it's like translating into dating that – is it helping you? Like 
navigate that better? Like it's not as stressful or at least. It, you know, I find myself it's, it's tough because the realities of it is um, sometimes our schedules don't allow for like a, a more like longer date uh, at the carnival, you know, like for hours on it. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. sometimes like uh, I got I got to work and all this. I, look, let's just squeeze in a drink or two, you know? Yeah. Um, and plus there's an element of like time just feels so much more compressed and um, let's not overcommit when we are just trying to get to know each other at first. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. But I think, you know, from from there you can build it up if it, if it feels right to do so to like, you know, more fun stuff and just try to keep it fun. Yeah. But I feel like I do notice a lot of people, especially as you get older, it starts to be very transactional. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, well, how many kids do you want? It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we talking about that already? Yeah. You know, like, do you want to raise them as Jewish? I'm like, what? I don't even know what that means to be <laughs> Jewish. What number date is this coming up on? I mean, it happens. That's that people, like, jump the gun. They'll just yeah. go there. Yeah, yeah. Because they like, don't want to waste time. Like, on one hand, I guess it's, uh, you know, you're being honest and direct up front. And, you know, it's good to be clear about what your expectations are. Yeah. It's like, are we going to be buried or cremated? Like, what are we going to do? Are we going to share a plot? Like, that's a little... You know, it's just... But do you appreciate... Some, sometimes those flags, like those weird, crazy flags are helpful to me. This is like attitude of gratitude, like hippy-dippy me. Then mm-hmm. I'm like, I'd rather know this up front that you're insane. Right, yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, all right, well, I'm glad she made it clear that these were her priorities that, you know, we got to talk about. And like, we're clearly not a good fit. But in um, an ideal world, you mm-hmm. give it some breathing room. Yeah, yeah, to- that's the ideal. I think sometimes, or, you know, it's it's easy to feel pressured. Like, I got to, I got to. Do this before my eggs dry out. You know, like I, I feel like um, a lot of girls is in their thirties is, is like that. It's kind of like, oh man, like this sucks the fun out of dating. It does. Yeah, like, but I also commiserate with these girls. Yeah, I, you know, it's a tough like, spot to be in. It's it's it gets trickier to juggle the the fun or trying to keep it fun and lighthearted and you know the, keep the romance, but. Also, at the same time, be responsible and practical. Yeah. You know, whatever that means. Do you um, tend to date, like, same age women or do you date, like, younger girls? I've, I've tried it all. Okay. <laughs> the buffet of um, binders and binders of women. Oh, God. That's a terrible thing. Yeah, I'm no, sorry no, I brought that Thanks back. for associating I'm with that. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no. Um, yeah. I, uh, I've dated younger and, and then I realized, man... There's something I can, I can appreciate about a, a more youthful kind of attitude about the dating. It's like, it's an exploration and it's like, it doesn't feel like, am I crossing off a checklist of stuff? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, man, like, but we still don't connect. There's a lot of disconnect uh, in True. terms of the things that we're concerned about. And we're just in different phases of life. Priorities you know? and yeah. Yeah. It can be tough. Again, there's a lot of things that I think... I didn't even become aware of until I was actually dating. You know what I mean? Like I went into it thinking a certain way or thinking like, oh, this is the kind of like dating, you know, scenario I want. I want it to be super fun, super, not no strings attached, but just not serious. Mm -hmm. Right. But then once I actually dated somebody and I'm like, oh, you're really cute. And we had like a decent connection. Suddenly I'm like wanting more seriousness, quote unquote, when I was like, that's not, but like, 
you know what you said earlier. Yeah, like literally two hours ago before this date happened, I was like, I don't care what happens. Mm -hmm. We we can we everybody, and I don't think this is only for like women. I think everybody has a tendency to their feelings can change based on what you go through. Exactly, you know. You'd be like, I want my wife. And then you meet, like, you know, all these hot girls. You're like, I'm cool. Like, <laughs> let's just keep it casual. Who yeah, knows? It's tough. It's like everything's constantly shifting and moving. Yeah. And you can only hope that you both kind of like, kind of like fit each other in that same way. Even if you're changing, you're changing together kind of thing, you know? That's a big, my thing being in a relationship for the last year and a half, you know, I think that, again, I think it's good to have goals and aspirations and ideals because you I think we should all do our best to like be fulfilled but at the same time like I don't know I got harped on by my married friends they're like oh that's cute like you fought once try every 30 minutes you know <laughs> try when you have like a baby with a Bitter dirty yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and, and I'm like it's kind of like disheartening you're like you guys yeah <laughs> Don't don't crap all over, you know, just because, like, you're not in that place. No, I love you, married friends. You're all amazing. But I get it. It's different once you're in that serious relationship and other things become, like, why don't you put the dishes away, man? Like, can you just, like, help me out? Like, and suddenly it becomes, like, such a chore trying to be nice to each other. And, like, that that expectations, like, become such a, you know, yeah. big thing. So, again. Marriage is a completely different game. Marriage, but and also even serious relationships versus dating. Uh-huh. That's what I noticed because, like, when I was in the dating game and, like, going on dates that are fun and about chemistry and about connection and stuff like that, that's that's that. Then when I started dating, like, seriously, like, exclusively and becoming, like, a couple, then you're, like, really trying to merge lives. You're starting to kind of merge lives and mm-hmm. schedules. You know what I mean? Like, you're making that person a priority. They're becoming your plus one to everything. You're introducing- you, know, you know what I have I heard happens when you're in, like, a significant relationship like that? Your brain actually starts to, act- like, physically change and, like, different synapses and... um wrinkles in your brain change to fit the relationship oh yeah so you actually go through like a physiological um like development and then hence when you break up then it it also feels painful too like yeah all of a sudden to have that suddenly ripped away is jarring and then it takes time for your brain to heal Mm -hmm. and kind of re rebuild itself into something else Yeah. yeah does that scare you what? Like knowing that some people don't want to know that stuff because it's like what the biological stuff. Yeah, like the more you know, it's like this is gonna hurt like a mother. <laughs> like this is, should this not work out, you're going to be, you know. Sometimes it's like nice. You'll you you know how they said like oh if you break up you need at least the time that you were to get like half the time that you were together to get over somebody. Have you oh, ever heard right, that? Right, right, right. There's different like, formulas. Sometimes like that. knowing that it makes it mm. worse. You're like I've been together with this person for three years. Does that mean? The next 18 months is going to be, like, the worst year and a half of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes knowing makes people, like, oh, I'll just stick it out. (laughs) Well, I mean, those kind of things, I think, (laughs) you can't take it literally at face value. But I think they are indicators of something that's true, which is, um, you know, healing takes time. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not just time alone, but it's one element to help you get over a past relationship. Other stuff includes, like, how you you know, develop and rebuild yourself as a person too. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you can't just sit there laying in bed hoping, all right, just watch my clock tick down. <laughs> Healing is it's happening a- at a one second. Uh, Countdown. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. No, like. Take an acting class. Apparently. 
I mean, that's not why. I, I know, so. I know. But it was a byproduct is that it helped you understand um, yourself more. Oh, right, right. And I personally, mean, I think that's the biggest thing that I took away. And it's super cliche, but they're cliches for reasons. Like, I feel like the main thing that I learned, I learned a lot about the, you know, the dance mm-hmm. of the dating and then like how to, but I really learned the most about me, how I conduct myself when I'm like freaking out and scared, don't want to be rejected or reject, whatever. Like mainly you learn about you, how you operate, like what your standards are. Cause I did feel super guilty in so many times where I was like, I'm not, I'm not acting the way I would like, I'm not proud of this. <laughs> and I'm not going to go into detail, but I've done things. I'm like, I'm really not proud of who I am. In these moments. That's why I think dating is really hard. It's not even just interacting with someone else, but it, like, makes you super stupidly aware of, like, all your own shortcomings. But on the flip side, also, like, what you, like, it can boost your confidence a lot. You're like, oh, wow, like, this person that I thought was super hot and would not be into me actually was, like, really excited to take me out. They want to talk to me. And I'm the one, like, not into them. Oh, like... (laughs) How, you've had that, I'm sure. Do you have, like, the girl that, like, you thought was out of your league and then... Oh, yeah. Those are, like, little milestones. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I mean... It's shallow, I know, but, like... I'm thinking like, about certain things and, and I didn't, like, it was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Even though it's, like, what I thought I wanted or, you know, the situation. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And then she was like, can I get one hug then? I'm like, oh, God. All right, fine. I can give you a hug. Oh, <laughs> I was like so sad. sad. I was like, oh, it's like such a sad move to ask for one last request. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. Okay, I'll give you a hug. Do you feel optimistic about dating now? Like in this new phase of your life? Or are you jaded and crotchety, um, grumpy old man? <laughs> no, I, yeah. No, I, mean, I mean, I think I feel optimistic. I feel like it's worth doing, you know. Um, You're not giving up on love or anything? No, 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 no. Nothing like that. Um, I literally got a listener DM me asking, uh, like, how you were doing. Me? Yeah. Oh, what was the question? Oh, just like, just how am like, I doing? how's I'm, Steve doing from his last, like, episode? Because when we talked oh, about... Oh, thank you, listener. Coffee meets bagel and all that. Oh, yeah. Are you, is that still your app of choice? That's my, yeah, that's my app of choice. It feels like people are more a little bit more sincere about their less bots less you know random you know yeah i've se- like i've that. heard so many things and i've like swiped for friends and stuff as guys it's really different on the mm-hmm. flip side yeah, yeah yeah so i'm glad it's working for you um i mean in the sense that it's like it can feel tiring too don't get me wrong i'm not like everything's peachy yeah um but it's afforded me. The app alone has afforded. Are we being sponsored by them? Right? No. We'll just call them the app. Do you remember that I, I like. We should be sponsored. Threw that app in the fire, and I was like, I hate it. It's it's. It was my least favorite. It's the lazy man's way, or lazy person's way to date. It's convenient. No, I, I like apps, but I didn't like that app. Oh, oh, because of the, the selection. It's just pool. so yeah. That on top of like. Mm. beans like i don't care <laughs> it's just like, am i playing like a sci-fi game or am i trying to like yeah which the, the way to play it is yeah. you, you gotta you gotta just not be too invested if you get overly invested you're gonna be disappointed no but you were like strategizing with beans. i was i don't stuff. do that shit anymore okay good and also they, they the change up the system so i can't like just milk the beans anymore. this is me being like a total <laughs> brat like millennial like snotty little whatever i'm like the ui in my opinion not about it I was like, I like the straightforwardness of like Bumble and even Tinder. I was just like, 
right, left, and that's about it. The the but the the the, the thing that Coffee Meets Bagel does right is limit how much you can use the app. So it kind of makes people start to value a little bit more their choices. Oh yeah, no, they started doing that. I think Gum Bumble and Turner when I was getting off, they were they had what? like you're out of matches today or like you're out of swipes today. They limited it. Oh, but I mean, you could do like a hundred swipes though, right? And yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Some people just sit and watch TV and just like they're not even looking at the screen; they're just swiping right on everybody. True. You know, I know. I know some dudes who do that. Yeah, no, my friends have told me they do that. Um, just like literally, whoever will match with them, they'll they'll see then. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. But I get I, I, I there's you know usefulness, but again, so you're you're still on it. Yeah, I'm still on it. Um, uh, I, I've I've gone on three dates with somebody, mm. and I'm kind of like I, she's I, I find myself. Uh, I hope she's not listening. <laughs> I find myself wondering, hmm. Because I haven't turned off the app. There's a point where, like, you should just stop, like, Swiping. just get off the app. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, I'm like, huh? I think more yeah. and more people have that conversation. I had that conversation with Kenji. He and I were both on apps when we met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we met very, like, we met up to, like, ha- we didn't, it wasn't a date. We met up to hang out, and it mm-hmm. turned into one. So we had to, like, figure out how to talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know. <sighs> like, I am removing I'm taking it's like it's official are you, now. Are you deleting the I'm app the or app. are you deleting I'm, your profile? It's like making it making your status official on yeah. like social media. Exactly. You know, that has that replaced that. Yeah, yeah. Um I get it. I you know I find myself becoming more self aware about these stupid things that I do on dates. Like for example, um I catch myself realizing I feel this pressure to to push the 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 envelope forward and do something like a move like make a move like to uh, wow her to shock and awe to i don't know like for example I feel like we're in hitch right now <sighs> man it's <that's> so embarrassing <laughs> but like you, have to you know say. the whole okay i know everybody listening can relate to this I'm sure, if you if you can you're lying. You're a robot. You go on a movie date, right? Mm-hmm. And then, as a guy, I don't know what the girl's thinking. You can tell me. As a guy, I definitely think, oh, like one, we're, I'm consciously selecting the movie choice. Like, what kind of movie is this? You know? Yeah, of course. Is it gonna be a good date movie? Yeah. Two. Good. I'm glad you're thinking about. All right. You know, like. <laughs> There's an armrest between us. Like, can I lift it up? Like, do I lift it up? Or how do we sit? Or, you know, like, do I do the thing where I kind of, like, yawn and stretch out my arm and try to, like, casually, like, put it around her shoulder, that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. But that's all bullshit that we saw in movies of people on screen watching movies. Yeah. It's like 90s, like... Like cheesy shit. Rom-com. But you still you still employ these I, tactics. No, 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 no. I mean, no, not anymore, not anymore. <laughs> okay, that's okay. my point. Okay, but I did. You did. You know, that's what, okay. This is where it goes back to like why watching stuff matters or like hearing people's stories matters because that becomes like a guiding light for yes. people. Yes. 
that becomes a standard. It becomes like, oh, that's the protocol for when you go on a date. You take someone to the movies. By the way, I think taking someone to the movies on a date is a hell expensive. Like, just go get like. These days it is. It's so expensive. And you're not like connecting with somebody. Like, you're enjoying time together. I feel like going to the movies should be like after you've been dating a while and like can spend time before and after to hang out mm-hmm. because you can't afford to like give up two hours to like sit in silence and watch something else. Yeah. And cuddle. Like I think cuddling is part of the nice experience of movie going. But it's so, not practical because you know what? It's stadium seating these days. Then the gap between the chairs is so big. Like, have you measured this? I, well, I tried. I was like, Oh, this is not practical. The, like the armrest is super wide. That means I have to sit on the crack between the seats. <laughs> Uh, unless I make her do that, and then that's uncomfortable. Uh-huh. It's just dumb. I'm like, why am I? And then half the movie's over. I don't even know what I'm watching anymore. I'm not paying attention to the movie. I'm paying attention to the situation. And uh, how do I make a move on my date to make it feel more like romantic or whatever bullshit? You know? I like that you put in the thought. I just feel like, yeah, the environment might not be. I'm like, this is dumb. Why am I? That's like, okay, so case in point, I, I personally vote don't take a date to the movies Within the first, like, three dates. I always do that. <laughs> Steve, you're the biggest critic, and then you don't listen, <laughs> listen to your own advice. Well, you know, here, you can you can do the movie thing. I think that's fine. But now my, my recommendation is this. Um, the move. Stay connected. Stay connected and watch the movie. And then afterwards, you guys can talk about it and oh, connect yeah. in that way. Yeah. Yeah. But don't do the... You don't have to try to do the cheesy shit where you're trying to, like, you know... Touch her in the dark and stuff like that. And like, you know, don't, it just, it's no. like a me too, uh, situation right there. Just, I feel like, yeah, there, there's, there's the cliches and people like kind of go to the old tropes, but then I think, hold like, on, even Netflix and chill too, even like, even if you're going to do that yeah. at someone's house, that's like, different. That is different. You can always pause. <laughs> True. <laughs> but question. So if like when you're on a movie date and like the dude is making a move, uh-huh. how do you feel as a girl? Like you, I'm, I know for the, do you feel like you see what's coming a mile away and you're just kind of like, All yeah, right, let's see how this goes. Here's my thing. I think there are such things as like very innocent interactions. Um, I will say, yeah, I think in more cases than not, I have seen a lot of things coming from a mile away and then like pretended to be like, oh, what? <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> There's a lot of, like, the joke, a lot of, and then people are being more honest about it, which I think is hilarious and great, but it's like, oh, like, I made my move, and it's more like, no, I let you make a move. Like, exactly. I, I gave you the, I gave you, I allowed that to happen. So I think, a, like, a guy making the gesture to, to pursue, again, it goes back to a very, what's the word, like, very primal part of people i have had a theory that like relationships i don't even know if i want to say i say a lot i've tended to see like relationships when a guy feels like he has pursued and this is again in a heteronormative format Mm -hmm. and this is very different this is very maybe totally stupid outdated theory because everybody's in a different fluid uh equality driven right relationship but on a very like instinctual level i've seen a lot of relationships that seem to prosper is when the guy like has pursued the girl Mm -hmm. and then like has succeeded Mm. versus like i haven't seen it succeed very much when the girl's like chasing a guy 
Mm, That's yeah. just my theory. That's a very, very big general no, like old statement. Um, but I think effort. When people make effort in general, I think guys like and we make effort in different ways. Like, right? Like, if a girl like makes effort to like look at your dating profile and be like, oh hey, you like you know you like basketball? That's really cool. Like, and bring that up. Mm. I think a guy would like anybody totally. would appreciate. Oh my god, just effort. You know what I'm saying? So I think oh my god. I think somebody putting themselves on the so line good. a little bit is a really good thing, and that goes in either direction, right? Um, and it's like you're pursuing each other because you're you're kind of like making an opening, like, hey, I'm into you. Mm. Like, I think you're great. So like, I took the time to like get to know you. Or, like, you, you, that's why people exchange Instagrams and stuff. You kind of get to know. I mean, that gets into stalking territory really quick, and you don't know. So I, like, on the dating apps, I, I, I didn't want to share my Instagram. I was like, no, oh. let's let's hang out first. Like, I don't, or let's chat first before we go there. Oh. I didn't personally like it when we chat. Like, I match with someone on Tinder, and they're automatically like, what's your Instagram? I'm like, hey, oh. I'm not here to get followers. I, like, want to go home. Like, uh-huh. you know. I want to feel this out before I go there. Some guys ask that. Oh, yeah, I got asked that a lot. That is kind of a good test, though. In theory, but they also want to know, like, if you're catfishing or not. They want to know if you're a real person. There's a lot of utility in like seeing someone's. Yeah, Instagram. from the guys, and I'll see girls' profiles. that will be like, I'm not on the app much, but follow me on Instagram. Like, yeah. Oh, what? oh, you're just trying to like. This is another marketing venue for you. They just want to get sponsorships. Yeah. I don't know. Like, oh, never but mind. yeah, so there's a lot of different reasons why people do or don't do things. But I think care and effort go a long way. I personally was like a sucker for guys who were a little bit awkward. Mm. Like, if you're too smooth, so for some reason with me, it kind of... feels suspicious. I get a little bit suspicious. I don't mind a guy who's, like, confident and knows what he's doing, quote-unquote, and, like, is very, like, smooth. Yeah. But if it comes off, like, I do this all the time, it's yeah. instinct. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I felt that before, and I was like... Too good ew. to be true. Not even too good. To me, it's not too good to be true. I'm like, ew. That's uh-huh. gross. Like, it feels kind of slimy. But... I personally think it's like very cute. It's very adorable. Like that's why Hitch, that movie where like Ava Mendez thinks that like when Will Smith's character like rips his shirt on the taxi, like when he does all the stuff where he's messing up, she's like, he Uh like he he ruined it in a great way. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something endearing because it's honest. It's very like truthful. So I think that effort, even if it doesn't get executed executed perfectly, I think is. For some people, very endearing and nice. I'm Hitch. Are you? Yeah. Good. Go with it. My first date, you know what happened? What? So we got a we got a couple of drinks at a bar, and then we exit the 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 bar, right? So and- my car is parked to the right side, and her car is parked somewhere to the left. Uh huh. So you know we, we do the whole like, all right, it was nice, you know, to meet you. Where are you parked? She's like, I'm over that way. And then okay, well I'm here. All right, bye. And I'm walking, we part ways, and I'm walking and this, to my car. I'm like, wait, did I just, wait. And I look back, and then she's like, like speed walking. She looks like uncomfortable. It's nighttime. Uh-huh. You know, I was like, oh, you idiot. I should have walked her back. Mm-hmm. So then. That would have been nice. I'm like, oh, man. And you're in LA at night. And then I decided to just like, just do a 180, and then like, I ran. That's after so nice. Her. Good. And then I think. You can tell when somebody's running behind you. So she got scared. <laughs> and she started speed walking faster. Oh my gosh. And they're like, I was like, whoa, she's really, how does she? 
she's like a professional power walker. What is this? Yeah. And so no, it's being. And, all, and she can see my my shadow like going bigger and bigger. That like she has her key her. ready, and so that's being a woman she's, like, in a her bag. metropolitan like, area. Uh huh. And then you you gave her a heart attack. I gave myself. I could. I haven't jogged in a while. Like I'm out of shape. I'm like panting. I'm like, oh. hey, let me walk you to your car. Ten steps. That's then, very nice. Yeah, that was like a hitch move. I'm glad that you did yeah, that. Yeah, that was nice. That shows it? like it's a very nice gesture. <laughs> I'm, I giving, th- I'm giving myself an A. I think so. I'm glad that it you did that. It wasn't intentional, but yeah, but I'm yeah. glad that you did that and risked the 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 potential of looking like silly mm. versus like, well, she's already on her way. Guess I'll take the L on that one. Yeah. So I say good for you. Yeah. And everyone's different and also dating so weird it's like yeah. I realize what the other person might be feeling. <laughs> Empathy. Like Who seeing, knew? seeing her body language. I was like, oh she looks uncomfortable. Who knew? Oh, I should walk her. This is a very I think this has been a very helpful episode. <laughs> For who? Me? For all of us. <laughs> okay. Venting and sharing stories. But there's real stories that I think are very educational. It educates all of us of like, oh, yeah, I remember that time when. Or hearing someone else's like blunders, mm-hmm. I think is really helpful because you're like, I think, oh, I yeah. may encounter that at some point. I think the the thing is like we're, we're also afraid of like making the wrong move or making a mistake. Yeah. Um, But. I've done so many. Like. We will regroup again because I will continue to update. Are you trying to cut me off? We're, yeah, we're, we're ending we, it. We're well, it? do you do you have any like oh, anything? Else talking. Here? Okay. No. <laughs> I'll try to be mindful of your time. I'm trying to be considerate. I'm oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, because I appreciate you coming to talk about this because I think these are fun. these are the daily like the tiny little things that take up a lot of our energy. Oh, you're right about that. It's a it's an energy life time sucker. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth talking it out to figure it out or reassure or give guidance, whatever, Mm -hmm. because I'm just like, if I took a graph, like a graph model of like how much time I've spent obsessing about dates or boys or like things I did on dates with boys or like things related to that, it'd be like very colorful and mass majority on that. And it would embarrass me because I'd be like, no, I was thinking more about my career. No, you weren't. You were stressing about like some dude who didn't message you back and you saw that it was red or something. You know what I mean? Like mm. that. this stuff is like, people want to admit it or not, that's fine. And maybe you're like one of the the few. You're like the 1% that I, it's like, I don't care. Whatever happens, happens. But the rest of <laughs> human beings are like, but we had such a good time. Mm. <laughs> why, didn't they t- why didn't they text me back? And it's like the Wild West. I still think that we're still, no matter what, it's going to keep evolving too. You know, we've all like everyone's adjusted to dating apps being like a way of life now. Because when that yeah. first came, you, you know that. Like when it first came out, everyone's like, "You met a stranger online," mm-hmm. and now it's like, "You talk to a stranger in a bar." Like, yeah, it's flipped. Yeah, there's something that you feel safer accessing them through an app than in person. I feel like that's where personally, that's what I've observed from like way people talk about it yeah you're absolutely right we learn to kind of adapt and build up our defenses around the dating app now you know like although i do miss uh, like the old days i was just like it's, but it's just hard did you do that did you go up to girls yeah i did point blank in yeah, yeah, like yeah. a public setting yeah but it's just it's just hard though that means i have to like we got to be out yeah it's it's just like there's a lot of just like Physically inhibiting factors like we got to be in the same room. There's to be well lit. 
or not, or but not like you know, obscure the flaws. You know, it's just it's just tough to like be in the right place at the right time with the right whatever. So the dating app feels like more can it's convenient. It's very it, it convenient. Really is. Yeah, but I think it's gonna it's going to educate us in different ways. Mm-hmm. It's a different self awareness. I think that it's yeah. It's, I totally reject people based on like what kind of um, profile they they post up like like certain kind of photos. You know what. Is your red flag. Like, if they do, like, fucking the Snapchat filter, I'm like, no. Why? This was literally months ago. I was on my friend's Tinder, mm-hmm. the guy friend. And I'm like, still. It's 2019. Mm-hmm. And there's still so many Snapchat filters. Snapchat filters. If they use certain words. If they say obsessed, then no. You're not. <laughs> no. Unless every word in your profile is about the thing that you're obsessed about, then you're not really obsessed. No. And he's like. I mean, if I want to be jaded about it, I I notice a lot of people talk and sound the same. Mm. Oh my God, I'm so obsessed with dogs. That's that's the voice I hear. Like, everyone's obsessed. (laughs) Can we be like moderately interested in something? If you're going to be obsessed, then be obsessed. Every photo should be about you and your dog or whatever. Like... Not like you in front of the fucking Lakma with lights and shit. You know, fucking the pink wall. Fucking everybody's the same. True. Am I sounding jaded a bit? A little bit. I don't, it's a little bit. I mean, I have, you know, I waver back and forth. It's, yeah, yeah. You know. I don't know. <sighs> this is social etiquette, social. Those are just my, that's just my rubric. So it's like, if I see that, I'm like, no, no thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And also there's a saying, there's a lid to every pot. Oh, I never heard that before. You've never heard that? Oh, okay. I've heard it somewhere, some obscure like YouTube thing. There's a but I laughed. Handle I was like, to every you... door. Yeah. There's a foot to every leg. <laughs> I was gonna say Hopefully. shoe. There's a shoe for every foot. Oh, that's even better. Good mm-hmm. one. That's okay. what I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But you know, I think. But I think it comes back to what we started talking about, which is the self awareness thing. I think if you're on like. Again, the cliche is like know thyself and get acquainted with yourself, get comfortable with yourself. For me, it was like the boundaries thing and saying like, no, I'm not really into that because I would like totally try to become what the guy wanted. I'll leave my my side of that at the dating thing. My main thing that I learned from a lot of dating app stuff and because I was like wildly insecure and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't think like a guy that good looking or this kind of person would be into me. I feel like I would slip into the territory of like trying to just be whatever it was desirable to that person mm. i've done a lot that's my self-awareness 101 mm. and then that's that takes time to be comfortable with who you are and saying like i am this i like this i don't like this and also have the gray area be like oh i'm open to learning more about that and maybe you'll be challenged because you're like so attracted to this person in this like really phenomenal way that you're like oh yeah i'm willing to try this thing that i didn't th- think i'd be into but before that happens i think it's you know everyone's just like where do I fall on the spectrum? How hot am I? How likable am I? You know, we're all trying to figure that out. But I think there's a lot of likability being comfortable with who you are. You know, on a just just to briefly mention something that's not okay. So I have some friends in marriages, mm-hmm. and you know they're having some. I'm sorry. This is like a really weird dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, okay, my point. My new? point is, um, they're going through some marital problems, right? And I'm at a point where, like, 
I've had friends who married early and they're like, like half of them are getting divorced and stuff like that. And um, I, I'm starting, I, I, my observation of it is that, and this is very presumptuous of me as a fucking, you know, a uh, single guy, like to, Bachelor. to look at, to, to, to judge marriages, like, but um, when I talk to my friends, I realize a lot of the problems are not, uh, they're, they're exacerbated by um, the person, like not really knowing themselves and understanding how they've come to be who they are. Mm. And so what happens is when you don't really kind of take the time to break yourself apart, you do things unconsciously or reflexively without thinking and things come out and you react. Um, and then it hurts the other person. Mm-hmm. And, um, and maybe that's where, you know, and, and I guess maybe that's where like a, like therapy and counseling really comes into play to help kind of like, you know, shed some light on this kind of stuff. For sure. Yeah. And what you were saying earlier about like, once you get into that territory about growing together or like you, you, we're all going to change, right? Like we're always, you get promoted, you become a different person at work, you know, and that changes you who like how you view yourself because now all of a sudden you're in charge of like all these employees and that affects your relationship your parent passes away and like now you're, you know, Mm. having to do everything. I'm like, that's, that's the perspective. I think I'm very grateful to kind of at least be more embracing of that. I used to be really fearful of, like I've had the security of both my parents being alive and now watching like my grandparents pass away. My, both my grandfathers passed away and it changed my dad. It changed Mm. my mom. Like my parents changed as a light of their parents passing away. I watched it and I'm like, damn, that's going to happen to me at some point. Right. Like mortality is like something that people do talk about in certain ways, but like time is not guaranteed. Right. And, and so it's a very, it is very deep, but like, we, we, it's a luxury. It's not a guarantee. We're always changing. And so it's a big, t- it's a tall order to expect somebody to change and grow with you. Mm-hmm. It's a big promise to make, which is why, you know, there's a lot of different talks. And I want to like speak to more and more people about their thoughts on marriage because my attitude towards marriage is that being like the ultimate goal mm. has changed so much. Right. Right. And, and like, not meant for that. That's why I've like wondered genuinely. I was like, can we do that? Like, we all like are living to be older now. We, people used to die at like 50, 60 years old. Now it's like, you're going to live to 100. Like, that's a long, long time to spend with one person. Or like, what does it mean to be faithful in a marriage? Right. Is it strictly. Um, you know, you don't see other people or what, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I mean, Korean people get really like, I'm sorry, I can only speak on like whatever possessive and like, you can't look and like no other person can be sexually attractive in your eyes. Like if you have crossed that line mentally, you have betrayed like your significant other. I've seen a lot of that, that attitude. Like, would you consider, for example, if you're like on Instagram, like you see, um, your boyfriend, like some like thought thirst trap photo or something like is that it hurts cheating? it'll sting yeah. because it'll 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 touch upon my own insecurities of mm-hmm. like i don't have curves like that i don't have like yeah. 
whatever the perfect butt and boobs or whatever i've known friends who've got who've broken up because of stuff like that see but that's the thing like that's where people have to set set their boundaries and again their own self-worth and like that's i've i've struggled with that a lot in my life of like placing like oh if you think that person's attractive and you're into that a to do that to go out of your way to like follow and like their stuff all the time and keep that in your feed on a daily basis is disrespectful to me I've been in that place, and to some degree, I still feel like, you know, there's a there, it's a it's a murky area. Depends mm-hmm. on you and like where you're at with yourself. But like, I've also had to like be like, okay, I cannot only dictate my worth or like my sexiness or my attractiveness solely based on my th- this guy, this external person saying that I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, again, that's. It's just so... It's yeah, your a, sense of self-worth shouldn't come from somebody ideally, else. Ideally, right? yeah. it's not improbable that it does, but it ideally wouldn't only come from, like, a boyfriend telling me I'm pretty and only having eyes for me, mm. you know? So that that that's, like, where I think even, like, the fact that we're on dating apps and the fact that everything is convenient and accessible and that, you know, we are having each other, like, all these other temptations, what have you, in our face all the time, options, if you will... I think it brings up a whole different set of questions. You know what? I get like, you know how like when you watch Netflix Mm -hmm. and you're scrolling through all the movies, like, what should I watch tonight? You got your popcorn and ice cream ready. You're like, yeah. And then then you like an hour goes by. You're just cycling through different like, oh, this looks good. And then you're like looking at IMDb and the Rotten Tomatoes. Like, oh, no, I I need to watch the best movie for tonight. And then the whole night. This one's a 96% match. This one's a 98. (sighs) That can happen with dating apps. Yeah. Just choice paralysis. It's like, I, I don't know if I want to, like, I just met this person, but what if, like, you know, or this other person's profile just popped up? Oh, I'm interested in her, too. Oh, 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 oh. And then I'm forever alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not putting you in that category just yet, but that's very real. I catch myself realizing I'm doing the same thing that happens to me when I try to watch a movie on Netflix. Yeah. Oh. Like, also, that's happening to you on the other side. Oh yeah, you're in true. someone's queue. Right, 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 right. You know, that's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, it's a weird place to be in, and I've had to like deal with a lot of <clears throat> everything. Yeah. So, <sighs> but in any case, I'm very grateful that this is like that. You feel better about it, or that you're more like comfortable with who you are. I think that's like the best place you could be in, even though it's mad uncomfortable and weird and awkward and clunky. But I feel like that's. In my many, many years and all my wisdom. But I feel like that's you're probably, I hope, better set up for success in a relationship than if you were still just, like, not aware of who you are. Yeah. You and know, your own tendencies or whatever. It's like, taken me such a long time. At least you're not, like, 60. <laughs> I mean, better late than never. Yeah. But, man, it's like. <laughs> this is why we're talking about this, Steve. We're guiding the next generation. I, or yeah. our peers or whatever, helping as much as we can and ourselves. It's like now I'm just only just starting to realize the things that I've tried to like the, the paradigms and the models uh, of what we consider like the ideal, like how I've tried to like unconsciously or not like mold myself in that shape or form Mm -hmm. it's like oh man how would you synthesize it then what's your words of wisdom imparting to people who are in the same boat 
Maybe they don't know they're in that boat with you. Man, I don't know if I have words. Saying goodbye. Because it's like, like my like my twenties. I'm in my thirties. I'm not going to tell you exactly what age I am, but I can play late twenties. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> Any can. Casting directors out there. Yes, you can. Um, it, you know, on one hand, it's like, what can I say? You got to live your life. You got to make the mistakes and you learn from them and just be observant and just be kind of just like make an effort to be aware. And then hopefully you keep building that knowledge and awareness and you and 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 um, you learn how to like live life better, I suppose. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, like attracts like. If you want real, you got to be real. It's OK to, to fucking fuck up. Um, and I think maybe that's the title of this podcast. It's okay to fucking fuck up. (laughs) Don't, don't shy away from, uh, something just because you're afraid of like fucking up. That's the biggest fuck up. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. That just sounds, that just sounded nice to say. (laughs) Whatever. Don't, don't pick my words apart too closely, (laughs) but man, like, you know, don't let fear be the thing that inhibits you. Mm -hmm. Wise words. Very wise words. I'm like, just just go, and there'll be another chance. Choices. All the times that I felt like, oh, man, I'm so head over heels over this person. And then it doesn't work. I'm like, oh, I'm devastated. I'm going to die alone. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, you feel that, and that's great. I mean, that means you're alive. You're a human being. You have emotions. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, better than not feeling anything and being a detached robot. Um, and you know what? You're going to bounce back and recover. And you'll heal. Keep hope alive and keep romance alive. Yeah. Watch Terrace House. Oh, my gosh. Apparently, that's like a cure of some sort. It's my cure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where can people find more? Do you want to plug any of like your socials or do you just want to like, don't follow me? Um, I don't care. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't really post. You don't? Yeah. Um but you'll be back and you'll talk with me more and you'll get to know more about just, Steve. Uh, just stay tuned for next time um, on the min- on this podcast. I'll keep plugging on you. On the Minji podcast. But, like I have an update on Steve. I get so I was like so tickled that like some and it was a girl that I didn't know. It wasn't even like a, a mutual Somebody friend. You know? oh. It wasn't someone that you or I know. It was oh, just really? like a listener. Wow. She DM'd me and they're like, I really enjoyed the podcast with Steve, and I'm wow. just curious, like, how is he doing now? <laughs> was she worried about me? Maybe. Oh, man. It just sounded very exciting. Don't worry too much. I, I'm okay. We're not worried. For the most part. We're just excited about all that's to come. Okay. You know. Thank you, listener. Let's, uh, and yeah, ask any, ask, if you have more questions, uh. You can DM me and I'll ask, ask him. Ask yeah. We'll re-record something. But thank you so much for pouring. Thank you for inviting me. Putting your heart on your sleeve that you do so well and so emphatically. It's my job now. <laughs> it is. It's a craft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a craft. Um, yeah, it's not an easy path, but again, y'all are not alone. That's that's the goal of this discussion. No one's alone. We're all in this crazy, crazy world together. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed this podcast and there are, are friends of yours that could benefit off of Steve's pearls of wisdom. Oh, my God. And my rambling. That's what we exist for. Um, please share it with a friend. And uh, thank you to the people who've been subscribing and leaving five-star reviews. I, someone left a really, really nice review, and I almost started crying. It's like it always happens right when I'm having like a really, 
rough moment of like, mm. is this making a difference? Like, is this, you know, not that I need to have like a gazillion whatever's to like make it valuable, but somebody right. left a very, very kind uh, review and it genuinely like took me up out of a sucky place. Oh, nice. So thank you um, to whoever did that. I was, I didn't want to be like too like self-congratulatory and like read it out loud. Why not? Thought, Let's read it. Let's read it. Mm-hmm. Who's this person? Do they want? Yeah, we, let's acknowledge them. Let's I honor don't know. Them. I don't know what they're. I don't know what they're. Is it anonymous? It's like a handle on iTunes, so I don't know who oh, the person oh, is. Oh, you don't. Okay. Yeah, but it was very nice. All right. Yeah, I feel weird. Like maybe I'll do some shoutouts. Yeah. I don't know. Do people want to hear shoutouts? Um, but yeah, also shout out to my Patreon patrons. Thank you guys so much for being financial supporters of this podcast. Because uh, you seriously. Keep, help keep my microphone on, literally keeping the bills paid. So if you'd like to become a supporter, please go to patreon.com slash first of all podcast. Shout out to Marvin Yue, my audio producer and engineer. Sorry, Marvin. You got to listen to all this. I know. He's like, oh God. Uh, but he loves us. Don't you, Marv? And thank you to Aquafina for use of her song Yellow Ranger for the intro outro. And I'm a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, which is a collective of Asian American podcasters and storytellers. And yeah, you can find this podcast on Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, Radio Public, Spotify, and everywhere else you find podcasts. And Steve is dancing to invisible music. Yellow Ranger. I'm Yellow here. Ranger, you hear it. Um, but yeah, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week and have a great day. Bye. Hey. I got this all up on my LinkedIn. Proficient in spitting, turning red when I'm drinking. Emancipating pussy like I was Abe Lincoln. Squirting out that Kool Aid till I just sink it, sink it. Hey, I'm Phil Yu, and you may know me from a blog called Angry Asian Man. And I'm Jeff Yang, author, journalist, and celebrity dad. We host a podcast called They Call Us Bruce, an unfiltered conversation about what's happening in Asian America. Each week or so, we host a discussion about some of the most vital and interesting topics in our pop culture and our community, bringing in guests who are shaping and informing this thing called Asian America from Hollywood to D.C. and beyond. Uh, we got media, entertainment, food, family, politics, representation, the good, the bad, the WTF of it all. So check us out wherever you get your podcasts or at theycallspruce.com. Peace. Peace. Peace.